You're listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast, episode 16. Today, I am giving you 10 tips on how you can launch your next or first group coaching program. This is a good one, so be sure to listen. You're listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast, where we believe business can be simple and you can use your intuition to run towards your goal. Self-made business and success coach, Lindsay Maloney, helps you start and scale your dream coaching business. With her step-by-step intuitive and creative guidance, you'll leave ready to put her tips into action, push your business forward, and work with your dream clients. Lindsay is here to help you get unstuck and structure your brilliance into a coaching business that's sustainable and financially exhilarating. Here's your host, Lindsay Maloney. Before we get started with this episode, I want to talk to you about my program, Standout Coaching Academy, or SOCA as everyone calls it. It's a 90-day program that's going to help you book your dream clients, and this is perfect for you if you are a coach who is ready to create, launch, or scale your coaching business, if you want to fill your calendar up with dream clients who inspire you, and you want to make an impact in the world with work that you feel called to do, I want you to enroll in SOCA. SOCA is an extremely powerful program that will take your coaching business to the next level, and I have three ways that you can join me right now, be a part of the 90 90-day program, join other like-minded women, network with them, learn the best ways that you can build your coaching business just the way that I have created and scaled mine so you can stop having those sleepless nights with all the information overload and stop doing everything by yourself. So many coaches are struggling to get their businesses started and I want that to stop right now. So I'm inviting you to go to standoutcoachingacademy.com, check it out and enroll. All right, everyone, these tips are really good. And as I was writing them, I was getting really excited to share them with you because this is one of my favorite things to talk about with clients and students is launching. I get really excited for them because I know that there's so much potential and it can give you such a big rush um, for your business, not only financially, but emotionally. The confidence level is the confidence level that happens after you launch and during is really indescribable. When you can finally package up your gifts and services that you are really good at and you can teach someone else how to do what you do in the version of an online program, it's so incredibly life-changing because this is something that we all probably want to do in the back of our minds when we first start our business because we're watching everyone else, you know, sell their courses and their programs and working with students And we get a little bit, um, maybe the word is jealous because we want that for us too. And when we sit down at our computer and we decide, okay, I want to create a program and we start creating all these different modules and worksheets and stuff, audios or videos, and then you kind of get lost in all the, not only the course creation process, and you're going to find out later if that's even the right way to go about it. But then when it comes to the actual launch process, you get extremely frustrated and overwhelmed because there's a lot of bits and pieces to it. You're watching all these other people who have gigantic budgets or, you know, a gigantic audience and you're comparing yourself to them. And then that just kind of puts you into the mode of, I'm just going to stay hiding and creating my course. And then when I'm ready, then I'll launch it. And so many people get stuck in this. And the reason why is because creating is our safety zone. Creating is most of us. It's where we feel safe and where we feel like we're doing our best. 
hiding behind our computer, working, I'm using air quotes, working on something that we're not even sure is going to sell makes us feel like we're busy. We're doing the busy work. Our family sees us creating things and they make, and they think, okay, well, they're, they're making their program. So, you know, they're, they're going to be bringing in income soon. Right. And you just stay stuck in that creation mode forever because you don't have to be visible. You don't have to put yourself out there. You don't have to try and convince people to give you money for what you do. And there's no judgment and all of those things. You don't have to get disappointed. You're safe, right? You're safe in so many ways. But that attitude and that mindset is is what is holding your coaching business back because you're not allowing it to grow at a larger scale. We can have all the one-on-one clients, but how much time is that going to take away from our business and our families and our friends and whatever, and our just ourselves? One-on-one clients are absolutely amazing, but I only want you to have a small amount of them because they take up a lot of um, time because their calls are longer, mine are anyway, um, and you're also giving them a lot of attention, which is wonderful because that's what they invested in, but you should only have a few at a time. And if you're noticing this, if you only have a few VIP clients at a time, then you're not able to scale your business in a big way because you don't want to take on any more one-on-ones, correct? So if we look at that, we take a step back, how can we grow our business in a bigger way and still make an impact at the same amount of energy, the same with the same amount of energy and time that it's going to take working with one person? Working in a group program is just just about the same as a VIP client. Um, so I launched my group program, Sano Coaching Academy. I bring in a group of women. I help them. And not all of them have one-on-one time with me. That's an upgrade it, when you purchase the program because you're getting more time. But think of when you go on a group call and you're helping you know, 10 women at a time with their short question and answer period that's a lot shorter than going on a 45-minute call with a one-on-one client. Most of the time, our Soka group calls will last just as long as a one-on-one client call. So when you do the math, that takes about the same amount of time. But if you bring 10 people into a program at $1,000 a piece, let's say that's $10,000 compared to $4,000 for a one-on-one. And my one-on-one program is four months and the group program is three. So you see where I'm going? It's a lot easier to run a group program. It's a lot more scalable because you can increase your prices. You are not spending any more time. You can bring in more people and you're still, it's going to be a lot easier for you to make a bigger change. If you are a coach because you want to make a big difference, this is the best way to do it by having a group program. Okay. So I know you have a billion ideas for your group program, and I know that you want to put it out there. And today, that's why I'm talking about the 10 things that you need to have in mind when you launch your group program. So number one is work backwards. And that is always my number one tip for anything in your business. And you've probably heard me say this before, work backwards. What's your end goal? And your end goal will be to launch my group program called, let's just use Standout Coaching Academy, for example. I want to launch Standout Coaching Academy. Okay. And I'm not saying I want to um, 
create my course. I'm not saying anything else. I'm not leaving, putting any bits and pieces. I'm putting Standout Coaching Academy up at the top of the piece of paper, at the top of my mind, and then I'm going to work backwards. When do I want to launch it? When, when is the best time for me to take a little bit more um, space for my business? You know, because you're not, you're going to be working a little bit more during your, during your launch because you're, especially your first one, because you're doing a lot of creative things and it takes a lot of energy to launch, especially depending on the style that you launch. There's many different styles. There's no right or wrong way to launch. You have to just experiment and do and find out what works best for you and what your audience likes the most. But it's important to work backwards from your end goal. You want to launch a program now create your runway. How are you going to make this happen? There's so many different ways that we can discuss launching. I'm just going to tell you my favorite ways that I've launched and that I've had success with. A five-day challenge launch is one of my favorite ways because this is a way for me to give a lot of value and for me to show up in a big way for about a week. So the five-day challenge usually goes from Monday through Friday. And then on Friday is when, you know, the, the sales pitch comes in and I tell them about the program and then they purchase the program. And then that weekend is when I will go in and spend extra time in my group and do the things that I need to do to fill up the spots that I have available. That's a challenge launch. And there's like so much more a part of that's a part of a challenge launch. But those are that's one of my favorite ways. And another favorite way is a webinar. It's a lot easier than a challenge. It depends. It depends on how you feel about either of them. Whatever you want to do, it's going to be easier, if that makes sense. Don't do anything that you just like, oh my gosh, I do not want to do this. I've done that before. I've done, I've done like bigger email launches, which I couldn't stand writing all of those emails. I've done like a, a three-part video series launch and you know what? I wasn't feeling it. I didn't feel aligned with it, but I did it because I knew that I just had to put it out there and see how it went. And when I wasn't aligned with it and it kind of drug me down because I just like did not want to do it, I didn't get any sales from coming from the video from the video launch. Where where do I get my sales? I get them from the challenge and I get them from the webinar. And so I've also done a combo. I've done a challenge webinar launch. I've done Monday through Friday challenge, Saturday webinar, and then I pitched on both days with different um, facts, fast action bonuses at the end. There's so many different strategies that you can do. I like to switch it around every single time just to, you know, since I launch the same program all the time, I want to add extra um, special things, you know, especially because I know some of my students will go through a launch a couple times before they join and that is perfectly fine with me. So I like to keep things fresh and new as much as possible. Okay. Number two is I want you to plan your launch out at least a month ahead. If it's your first time launching anything and you're still a baby with hooking up things, all the tech stuff, I want you to give yourself two months because there's a lot involved depending on what you do. Even if you just do a webinar, when you take a step back at the webinar and you break open all the steps that need to be done, it's a lot. And especially if we only have a couple hours a day to work on our business, we need to just break things up into small little chunks. Um, so for example, like a webinar, things that come to my head, what needs to be done is you need to think of your title, your tagline, your slide deck, your landing page, your thank you page, any ads you're doing, social media posts, um, 
any follow-up series, invites, reminders, sales emails, all of that stuff needs to be done to have your webinar launch run smoothly. The best launch has come from a lot of preparation and breathing room. If you are deciding to launch next week and you're going to do a webinar, there's going to be a lot of things that you need to do in a short amount of time. And maybe that's the best way that you work. It's not for me. I know that I'm nervous to miss really important pieces with it. And that's why I'm going to go into number three right away. That's why I document everything that I do every single time because I change things that I implement in a new launch. And so I document it all. I write it on a piece of paper or I will create a workflow in Asana with the the label as like webinar November because I need to know, okay, this is what I did in November. This is what I did in July. And I like to go back and see, okay, I know this worked really well. This wasn't, this didn't work very well, or maybe this did, but I kind of didn't like doing it. So I'm not going to do it next time, right? I'm not going to do anything that I don't want to do because that makes no sense because I'm my boss. Um, So I will document everything and create processes and workflows that I can use and check off as I go through. Because again, there's so many little tiny pieces to everything that you do. So in order to make sure you don't miss anything, document, 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 and check everything off. In Asana, that is a master checklist and we've talked about this before and I will break the project open into different tasks so I can drag them and assign them to different days and that helps me um, break out open my week so I'm not feeling overwhelmed like I have to do the whole webinar checklist tomorrow right I'm assigning each subtask a date and then I can easily manage and tackle things even now I will work on a launch about a month before. And that's, and I'm pretty seasoned at doing this, And but I like to give myself lots of breathing room. And I like to also kind of get done with the entire launch and have it all ready at least a couple of weeks before it even goes, because then I can kind of take a step back, get out of that launch mode. And okay, is how is this all going to run? Run it through my head. I'll write it down on my marker board. I'll just go through the process. I'll even just sit and talk to myself and make sure everything's going to work. Um, I'll even run it by maybe a client or a friend and let them know what I'm doing. So it makes sense because you get so in, in it and you need to um, explain how this is going to go. And my wonderful husband hears all of this all the time. So God bless him because he hears everything about a million times and he listens and gosh, I really don't know what I would do if I didn't have him as my sounding board. And number four is do all the tech stuff before the creative process. This helps me so much because the tech stuff, the hooking up everything, making sure everything is playing nice together, like lead pages in your email service provider, your reminder system, whatever, I'll have to have all that stuff going before I can go in and write emails and um, social media posts because in my mind, that stuff is hanging out as major undone things that are just like knocking on my door and like, hey, you gotta hook this up first. And in order for me to clear out my channels so my creativity can come in, I need to have all that tech stuff done as much as possible before I have to sit down and write emails. My slide deck content or whatever, my challenge workbook, anything that requires me to sit and write. I will do as much as possible to get all the tech stuff ready before I even write a word. 
And sometimes that's not possible. Sometimes you can't set up an email automation for your webinar because you don't have your emails written yet, but you can set up the back end. You can set up the structure, the bones of the automation, the, the reminders. You can set it all up, but you don't have to go in and write your emails yet. You can do the back end stuff. And then when you're ready and you're clear, then go in and start writing your copy. That's how I do it. And it seems to work really well. I don't like to just go in and do everything all at once. For example, let's say you need to write your email automation series for your webinar. So when people sign up for your webinar, they're going to get an automated email saying, thanks for registering. Remember to mark your calendars, blah, blah, blah. I will go in and set up the automation. Like this goes out immediately. And then this one goes out the day before. And this one goes out an hour, blah, blah, blah. I'll go and set all of that up, but I'm not going to go and write the emails yet, right? Those are still on my to-do list to write the copy. I can do that once I know all of the stuff is ready and built up and ready for me. Does that make sense? Like I'm creating the skeleton of my launch and then I'll go and dress it up with my copy. All right. And number five is always the big shocker. Do not create your course before you launch. And we talked about how comfortable and lovely it is to sit behind your computer and make things. I get it because that's an, that's my happy place. I love making stuff, but do we really want to create a program that we have no idea if anyone will buy? And do we want to create a program that we're not sure if this is what the students need when they enroll? Do we really want to do that and waste our time? Because you know what? You can't get that time back. You're not going to get reimbursed with hours. You're going to get reimbursed with money. And that's going to create so much more incentive to create something absolutely amazing because there's people waiting for it, right? So how do you do that when you launch a program? Well, when I first launched Standout Coaching Academy, I didn't have any content created and that was awesome. And that was the best launch. That was such an awesome launch. I had to create a lot of stuff to launch. This was my first time, but I created the content every other, I think actually with the first launch, we delivered content every single week. And then after that, we kind of learned, I think this would be best if we went every other week. And now the content is dripped out every other week. We've learned that the students um, have more success that way. And we'll talk about that in the next one. But um, we're never creating anything before. I have plenty of courses that are collecting dust on my desktop that I created years ago that never seen the light of day because I, w I spent weeks creating them and had no clue if anybody even wanted them. And then when I said, oh yeah, you guys can buy this. And everybody was like, who are you? And why are you asking me for money? <laughs> That's how it is when you spend so much time creating, you're not showing up and putting yourself out there. And then finally, when you're done and you ask, you, you put out that ask and everybody's like, what are you doing? Who is this? And that's not how we launch. That's not how you launch correctly with success and um, growing your business in a big way. That's not how you do it. So do not create your course. You can create the modules that you're going to have in your course and, or the module titles and the results that you're going to have. And I have a really great system that I use in Seno Coaching Academy, which is always fun to teach. Um, how to take all of your ideas, put them together into one big, gigantic signature program. I teach that because I know how it feels to have all these ideas for all these courses and how it's amazing. I should take a before and after picture of the girls before we go into the training because they have no idea what's coming to them. And then when the training's over, they look like completely different people. They look like they 
the 50 pounds that were on their shoulders is completely gone. They're sitting up straighter, they're smiling, and they feel like they can totally do this. They, the confidence level is completely transformed. And I love that. I love that time in Soka when I um, reveal that to them. And that is always tailored to how I feel the students are going in the program. Um, sometimes they can take it in the third week. Sometimes I have to wait a little bit. And that's how, that's what a good coach does. They watch and make sure that people are ready for certain kind, certain content because you don't want to overwhelm people. They were overwhelmed before they joined you and that's why they're with you, right? Cause they're tired of getting so much information from all these different places and they chose you to learn from. So don't overwhelm them in your course. Don't do that. That's not how, that's not why they chose to invest in you. All right. And number six is something really important that I want you to keep in mind as you launch and while you're preparing for your launch is to check in with yourself and up-level yourself a little bit to make you feel deserving of the results that you're going to have that are about to happen. And this is really important. I remember one night talking to my husband and telling him, you know, why did I create this deadline for this webinar? And it's coming too fast. I thought I had a week in between. And then he just kind of looked at me and then I thought, yeah, I'm, I sound really stupid right now because I am, I am complaining about a deadline that I created for myself. And then it hit me like, then push it a week out. Not Nobody knows this is even coming. Push it out a week. It's going to be fine. And it was fine. And when we don't do those check-ins and communicate with even, you know, your significant other or yourself and just talk about how are you feeling about this launch? How are you feeling about the day? And if you're like, I don't know, it's coming a little fast. I'm, I'm nervous about it. Then see how you can make yourself feel better. Do you need to maybe just take a break or do you need to push the launch date out? Do you, what do you need to do to make you feel more confident about this? What, what needs to change, right? We can't go into a launch feeling like a nervous wreck and, um, not sure if this is going to work, right? Because that's just what's going to happen. It's going to be a shaky launch when the confidence level is shaky and we're not sure, what's going to happen, but we're just going to do it because we want to get this over with. That's not the best way to approach something. When there's people watching you and listening to you, that's going to come across and then they're going to wonder, well, I don't know the feelings that she's giving me. That's kind of how I feel about her program, right? If we're putting out that uncertainty, they're going to feel uncertainty about your program and your job when you sell your program is to make them believe that you can change their life. You can create a transformation for them. And if we're unsure of that, so that's how they're going to feel. And that's not what we want when we're trying to sell a program, right? We don't want any uncertainty. We want to, where's the payment button? We want people refreshing the link the the morning the, the program opens. We want all of that stuff, right? And the only way we can do that is by constantly checking in with ourselves up-leveling our self-care, which means do something for yourself that makes you feel different, right? So whether it's something simple like do a face mask at night, and because I know like people get overwhelmed with this, especially moms, and because they're like, well, I can't just go and take a weekend off and, you know, have time for myself. Like that's really difficult to do. Totally get it. But how can you do something for yourself at home that would make you feel a little bit more special, 
treat yourself to something. Do your nails, um, put a face mask on, have some quiet time, ask your husband if you can just maybe go out for a while, something just for you that makes you, that takes you away from the work that you're doing and clears those channels for more creativity because you need all that. Creativity and confidence is going to come when our minds are clear and feeling refreshed. I also really pay attention to the things that I'm eating when I'm launching. I try and be as best as possible all the time and I fall into, you know, times where I'm like, ugh, I'll just eat the pizza and let's just have ice cream. I I get it. I do that all the time. But when I'm launching, I really pay attention to the food that I'm eating because I notice a big difference. Um, I normally like to eat as clean as possible, but during a launch, that's just um, a non-negotiable. I can definitely notice the way that I present myself and my creativity, my brain, how everything is functioning. If I'm eating as clean as possible and I'm drinking plenty of water and getting rest, that's so important. Rest is number one, water, and then eating clean. I know this sounds kind of weird, but it definitely makes a difference. If you go into a webinar and you had you celebrated that morning with a bunch of donuts and orange juice and just a sugary coffee, you're going to go into your webinar as a overactive mind and nervous and anxiety is going to kick in and that's going to reflect on the people who are watching you. I've also been practicing intermittent fasting and that really helps me too because for me, I found that when I get nervous, I'm an emotional eater. If I get nervous, excited, pretty much any emotion that's beyond any normalcy, like I will think about, okay, what can I, what can I eat? What can I snack on? And during a launch, those emotions are running super high. So I have to really be mindful of what I'm putting in my body. I don't want to reach for anything that's going to not benefit my body. So anytime I want to reach for something that's like like a donut or cookies or whatever, I try not to even have them in the house. But if they appear, I'm going to ask myself, is this going to benefit me in any way? And it's probably not. The intermittent fasting helps because I find those triggers come in the morning for me. I've recognized that I like to snack in the morning. And so I just said, okay, you're not eating in the morning anymore. You're going to practice intermittent fasting and eat as close to lunch as possible. And I've done that for a long time and it works really well for me. I am not, I am not telling you to do any of this. I'm not telling you don't eat until lunch. Please don't do that. But I'm telling you what I do because it allows my mind to be 100% clear and I'm able to communicate so much better when I'm not thinking about the next thing like, oh, I'm going to have a snack. I'm going to have a snack before I do this. I'm going to have a snack. You know what I mean? I'm not thinking about that because I know it's just a given like I'll eat at lunch. It's fine. Right. And I have to, that's what works for me. So I want you to think about what you're putting in your body and is it making you run at your optimal rate? Is it making you function optimally and successfully? And so that's a really important thing that not a lot of people talk about. And I want you to think about it and take a look. And if you have any questions, let me know because this is something that I've always kind of um, not struggled with, but experimented with. I had to find what worked best for me and I finally feel like I have my way and I think that you just have to be patient with yourself, not do what anyone else is doing, not listen to a bunch of people because there's a lot of noise out there when it comes to that stuff. So figure out what works best for you. 
try it for a few weeks and notice how you feel. That's my best tip. Just do what works best for you. All right. And number seven is embrace the nervousness and transform it into something positive. The nerves get really high, especially during, I would say the weekend before the challenge starts or a couple days before the webinar goes and you see people registering and waiting for you. Those nerves can get pretty, um, crazy. And you're like, what if I forget something? What if something breaks? You're thinking of all these things that could go wrong. And when you think about all that stuff, something probably is going to go wrong, right? But if you switch it into something positive, like, wow, all these people are waiting to hear from me and they are excited to hear how I can help them. That is amazing. I cannot believe I made it to this point in my business where I have 50, 100, 500 people register for my webinar. I cannot believe this. This is, I feel incredibly blessed. Like you turn it into something else. You take those nerves and the, maybe those negative nellies that are popping up in your mind and you transform them into something positive. How can you change the story? Why would we create a negative ending to something that hasn't even begun yet, right? Like if we're worried about nobody buying our course and we haven't even like gone into the launch yet, Well, what is the point of that? All you're doing is putting a a bunch of negative vibes out there and then what's going to come back to you? Probably that. So if we're really excited about how we're going to help students, we're talking in future tense. I am going to bring 10 new students into my program. You tell that to yourself every single day. You prepare for your students as if they're coming in today. That's another tip that we do in um, Soka 2 with clients. We prepare for them because if we're not prepared, they're not going to come. Sometimes people wonder, well, how come I'm not getting any clients? And I ask them, are you, are you ready for clients? No. Well, then they're not coming. Same thing with students. Are you ready to enroll five students, 10 students into your program? Do you have everything set up? Is that part of your um, lunch process? No. Well, there you go. So what are you going to do when you do your webinar and five people enroll and they're waiting to get into your program? What are you going to do? You're going to be all flustered because you have no emails ready to go out to them. You don't have anything ready in in your portal. You don't have any Facebook group set up yet. You didn't do any of that stuff because you weren't working backwards. You didn't work from the point where the, the program is sold and you didn't work backwards to, okay, what needs to be done in order to get them into the program? You know, where are you housing your program? If you're not ready for them to come, they're not going to come. So we have to be prepared in every single way, set it up for them, get your house ready. So when they come knocking at your door, you can open it and it's all ready for them, right? And number eight is know how your dream student wants to learn and how they can have success. So this was something that really held me up because I was seeing a lot of course creators create um, these programs where there's a lot of video or slide decks and a lot of talking and some workbooks dripped in there. And I was finding when I was enrolling in programs like that, that I was not finishing them because I had children to take care of. I have a full-time job and I didn't have time to sit and watch somebody go through a bunch of slides every single day in order to set something up. And I was finding that was really frustrating to me because what I was seeing was I would scroll through and find the workbook and I download the workbook and I would just do the work myself. And then as I was creating course content for Soka, I realized this is my audience. I am my audience. 
I know exactly how they want to learn and they don't want to sit and watch a bunch of videos. They don't want to sit and wait for themselves to take action. They want to take action now. That's why they're here. So I made everything into bite-sized workbooks because I knew that they are going to have success when they can take action from somebody who is just telling them what to do. I don't I didn't write a bunch of ebooks that they have to sit and read and then they don't know what to do with at the end. These are specific instructions on how to get to a certain point in 2 weeks. So my modules are dripped out every other week to my students. And I do that because I know that they are overachievers and I know I know exactly what would happen if I gave them access to the whole course right away. What they're going to do is they're going to go in and they're going to print out all the workbooks. They're going to put it in a binder. They're going to get really excited. They're going to do the first few and then they're going to lose track of what they're doing. They're going to get overwhelmed and then all those other workbooks that are super valuable for their business are not going to get done. So I decided to break everything out into six different mo- six different modules dripped out every other week and they all have different content under each module. So every week, every other week, there's a title like, you know, this week we're going to learn how to do get to this transformation. That's how you build out your course. Your module titles are a transformation that your students desire and then you break it open. So your module, let's say how to attract your dream client then that's their title and you work backwards. How can they get to the point where they can attract their dream client? And those are that's the work that they do. So once they do all the work underneath, up at the top, they'll hit the transformation. Just like how we built out our launch. Your, your goal is to launch a program. Here's what you need to do underneath, right? You're always working backwards. That's the beauty of that system. So your module title is the transformation. You break it open and that's what they need to do to get there. Super easy. And I knew that if I gave them two weeks to complete a module, that they can get it done. It's doable. Because a lot of my students are working in their moms and they don't have a bunch of time every single day. But this way, it sets them up for success. This way they can do the work. It's digestible. They feel good about it. They can complete it. They can show up to the group calls and ask questions. And then when the new one comes out, they feel like they can tackle that one next, right? They always feel like they have something good coming and that they can um, accomplish it. And that's so important. And number nine is don't discount a small list. If you have a small email list, it is totally fine. You do not need thousands of people on your list to launch your group program. I've had a client who had who didn't even have an email list create created and she launched her program and sold spots for her program. And all you need is people who are interested and that's it. So that's why we start planning our launch a month or two in advance where we're warming them up with, you know, new free offers and list building strategies. And we know in that short amount of time, they're still going to be interested in your program. You know, so if you if you have a, an idea for a program and you want to launch it within the next couple months, start creating a couple freebies to to gauge on how interested your current audience is in this in this subject and also use my organic marketing strategies and use those to promote that freebie so you're growing your list on autopilot i will only invest in um, things that are i know i'm going to get a good return on i don't ever invest in ads 
just to promote a freebie because my organic marketing strategy works pretty well. I don't have to do that, but I will invest in marketing for a challenge and for a webinar because I know that, you know, spending whatever on ads, I will get a return because I know my program will sell. I'm confident in that. I know, I absolutely know that. So that's when I will invest. And that builds your list up really quickly, investing in ads. It's not something that you have to do. I've launched a program without any ads. You don't have to do it that way. But um, just know that having an organic marketing strategy is going to be really important if you're launching with no ads, okay? And you can listen to episode seven if you want to hear more about how to have a good organic marketing strategy in place. So just know that that's there for you too. And number 10 is celebrate. This is something really important and you don't have to have this big party. You don't have to do anything gigantic. Just do something different. Do something that your brain is going to think, huh, I really like this. How can I do it again? And it's going to look, oh, we sold out our program. Let's do that again. And next time you launch and you hit your goals, and even if you don't hit your goal, still celebrate because you are going to impact more lives. And that is huge. That is something to be celebrated. Don't ever um, discount how big your launch was if you didn't hit your goal. It's totally fine. You were meant to have that number. So take it and teach those people who chose to learn from you and celebrate. Some ways that I'll celebrate is I will um, maybe buy myself something that I've kind of been looking at for a while. I bought myself like a Nespresso machine or a bracelet that I've really wanted that somebody custom made for me. Or I will go and do something with a friend, um, go out for dinner, go shopping, something small. Or we've also done bigger things. We'll go plan a trip. Um, you don't have to do it immediately after you launch, but just planning is like probably more fun than even going on the trip for me. Um, just do something different for yourself. Up-level yourself. And so you can show up in a big way because you have the next three months are you giving a lot of energy and time to a group of people who need you. So if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not up leveling, you're not celebrating, you're just treating this as something like, oh, okay, whatever, I sold out a program, whatever. That was a lot of work and you're treating it that way. Boy, the next three months are going to be really long for you and for your students. If you end that launch that like that was the most amazing thing that ever happened. I am so grateful for it. I feel so blessed that I have this group of women who are in front of me, this new these new faces that are looking at me for direction. I am so humbled by that. I am going to go treat myself to something. I'm going to go get myself a new desk. I'm going to rearrange my office. I'm going to clean my desk. There's you don't have to buy something to celebrate but do something different. So I want you to also put that in your launch strategy. How am I going to celebrate when Sunday comes and the cart closes? What am I going to do that week to make myself feel like I can breathe and make room for those students? What is that going to be? I want you to start brainstorming on that because that's a fun one. And if you have any questions about any of these tips, DM me on Instagram. I have lots of freebies that have to do with launching. Join our Facebook group, Dream Client Community. I would love to have you there so we can keep talking about this. And I will see you on the next episode. 
Want 10 ways for you to start booking your dream clients? I created this workbook for you because I wanted to share my best tips on how I book mine. You're not going to believe how easy these are and I know you'll be able to take my tips and put them into action ASAP so you can start working with your dream clients. To grab the workbook for free, all you have to do is go to lindsaymaloney.com podcast. Hey coaches, are you a member of the Book Your Dream Clients community yet? Because you should be. Just go to dreamclientcommunity.com to request free access. We do fun things like website audits, challenges, and we even have a book club. Join the free Dream Client community now and we'll see you there. Thank you so much for listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. If you want to find out more information how you can work with me, just head on over to my website, lindsaymaloney.com. You will be able to see how you can work with me privately or in a group setting. I'm all about helping you start and scale your coaching business, so I'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a rating and review. And if you want bonus points, take a screenshot of a review and tag me on your Instagram story. I'd love to see it and share it with my audience. And plus, you don't want to miss another episode.